Well, I'm not dating anyone. And what about you, Miranda? Seeing anyone special? Actually, no, but I am seeing a whole bunch of unspecial guys. <laughs> That's one of the requirements to date me. Are you special? Sorry, move along. But if you have any unspecial friends, could you give them my number? <laughs> I'm serious. Do any of you have a completely unremarkable friend or maybe a houseplant I can go to dinner with on Saturday night? <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Miranda's pod. Yeah, we we haven't been, we haven't recorded in, in a bit. Took a little bit of a break post LA and also um, moving is a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I, I now I don't know how longer I can use the excuse. I just moved. You know, I feel like when, when people ask me what I'm up to, the only thing I really have to share is that like I moved. And Mm -hmm. I now need to move past that. I need to move on. And, you know, moving has to be done. Like, I can't keep talking about it. Um, But we. Which might be a good kind of, you know, theme that ties in with Carrie moving into the 35 to 40 age box. Absolutely. And we are in episode great transition. You're like, we don't want to hear your fucking tangent about Weehawken. Okay. So um, we have, first off, really quick thing. My mom says I swear too much on the podcast. So I'm going to try not to. I think she doesn't like it. We both swear too much on the podcast. And I know. I think that. Um, well, I do think to stop. I do think an older generation, especially of women, are like didn't curse, and I do agree that you don't sound as smart or educated when you curse more. I think if you can like be succinct and funny and get make your point without cursing, but fuck that, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm no, being no, serious. No. no, I was I was with my sister and her baby the other day, and she's like, "Sarah, stop it!" I was like, "He doesn't understand a word I'm saying," but no, I really need to be careful. So <laughs> that fucking anyway, idiot doesn't know. I know. I was like, "He doesn't know what I'm saying." Okay, so we Just have kidding. season four, episode one. I did not write down the title. Do you have the title of this episode? Um, I do, and it is called. Give me a second, everyone. Season four, episode one, the agony and the ecstasy. Beautiful. Okay, mm-hmm. so there it is. I I just realized I didn't write it down. So guys, yeah, this is the opener of season four. And my first thought is, wait, should I do a summary first or what are we thinking? Yeah, I think you should give a summary. I'd just like to point out on HBO Max, there is a gorgeous photo of Miranda as the thumbnail for this episode. So, you know what? I'll get to the summary. My first note in this entire episode is, whoa, Miranda looks great. Everybody, I think we might be on the up We've and made up it. With, yep. with Miranda Hobbs mm-hmm. and the presentation of self. Mm-hmm. She looks beautiful in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but funnily and, you know, oddly enough, in this episode, Miranda and the girls are all kind of just like dealing with... Mm-hmm. God, I don't even know if there's like a plot point to kind of thread through, but like kind of their past and future selves, I guess. I I don't fully know, but, you know, Charlotte is dealing with the past with Trey. She's 
they're really unsettled in like their def, 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 you know, their definition of like being separated. What does that mean? Yeah. Physically, emotionally, sexually, socially, whatever. Um, hilarious scene between Trey and Charlotte. Um, Miranda in this is dealing with her acceptance of being single and a super relatable plot point of using humor to deflect like emotional mm-hmm. sore sore spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carrie in this episode turns 35 and has to kind of come to the reckoning that she is single, which might mean she's alone, but she's not totally alone, as yeah. we know. And then Samantha has sex with a, a friar, which... No, she doesn't. Oh, my God. You know what? The whole we point is that she about doesn't Fleabag. have sex. We were just talking yeah. about Fleabag, yeah, and in yeah, my brain, yeah. I'm like, hot priest. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. You're right. Sorry. She doesn't have sex, but she masturbates for like two hours to this two, guy. Two and a half like, hours, yeah. Two and a half hours. Very longing with this man of God, man of service. Um, Kind of a weak season four opener if i don't know yeah i think i think it was a little season premiere week yeah i think so um yeah i mean there there are definitely things that jump off and launch into the other uh, episodes of the season um my gut reaction is i have two things that really stand out for me for this episode tell me one is well you choose one is the iconic charlotte line of the entire series and one is uh a very like what i would say is this episode encapsulates miranda like and me to the core like this is where i'm like i identify with miranda Hey, what the hell was going on in there? Felt like your little comedy routine should have a two-drink minimum. Are you telling me that you didn't see all those don't worry, you'll find someone looks? Nope, didn't see them. Hey, society views single people our age as sad and pathetic. And I don't need that judgment hanging over my head, so I go on the offensive and I make them laugh. Okay, Shecky. So, which do you want to start with? So, I think we should talk about the Miranda plot point. Mm-hmm. It, it <laughs> we are the Mirandas. The ep- <laughs> we are the Mirandas. You know what? It's the episode starts off with this. The girls are all going to a party. Let me set the scene. Set the, the girls scene. are going. The girls are all going to the party. The, to this um, engagement party, and. Miranda, Carrie, Charlotte, Samantha, they're all single and they kind of note that they're going to be the only single people there. It's an engagement party. There's lots of couples in their 30s. And while Miranda and Carrie are talking to the person who's engaged and these other women, Miranda deflects being asked if she's dating somebody with a joke saying, like, I'm seeing a lot of unspecial guys. If there's anyone unspecial, send it my way. Yeah, we've all done that. We've all mm-hmm. used humor to deflect and mm-hmm. to kind of take ownership. As Miranda says, she's getting ahead of it. She doesn't want pity. Um, super relatable plot. Yes. And I want to go to the end before we kind of go into this. In the end, mm-hmm. Miranda talks about how everyone has a sp- sore spot that needs a little comedy routine. Yes. And I'm curious, like, what people's sore spot would be. Mm. And I was really able to identify mine in this episode. Oh, I love this. Okay, what's yours, Sarah? 
Okay, so it's the routine that I would do a comedy bit right now. Yeah. What's okay. your what's your it would like be, it your would be little... the wedding and and marriage. I can Can you elaborate? People. So people Okay, so I got engaged a year ago. If anyone knows me, I am not a like wedding white dress kind of gal. That's yeah. not what I want. But we haven't done City Hall yet. We haven't yeah. done our elopement, whatever it is. People ask me all the time and what so we're doing. It makes you feel and insecure and you It makes me feel insecure. So I will make whip jokes. Out the I will get it. I'll whip, whip yeah. it out. With re, with people who are I'm, I'm close with, I'll be real and sincere yes. about it. Yes. But um but, so that for me in my life right now is that um I'm at one point it was being single. It was oh very my God. easy to joke about that. I was going to say, my mom has this thing. She calls it the cocktail cassette. Like when you're out with people and it's a thing that you kind of just regurgitate because it's like easier to say. Yes. Oh, that's a great saying. Yeah. But it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, my cocktail cassette is is probably like self-deprecating and maybe I should get one that's a little bit more positive. And that's why I yeah. identified with Miranda because... Yeah, her saying like I'm dating, I'm looking for an like a very unspecial guy at this moment. A houseplant I could go to dinner with on a Saturday night. Like I think mm-hmm. that you and I, especially when we were single, were like would make a lot of jokes like that. Um, mm-hmm. but I think in general, I still make a lot of um self-deprecating, pessimistic jokes like that. Um, and I think that like throughout the years, you and I have both kind of interchanged between this Carrie and Miranda dynamic where i love when mm-hmm. carrie's like i feel like your comedy re- routine needs a two drink minimum like we'll be like hey you okay <laughs> like you okay over there where it's like right it's like yeah because it's like I, a hallmark of my humor is being self-deprecating so yeah there's a part of me that i also like people who are self-deprecating i don't like self-congratulatory people yeah i really do Ooh, i agree i'm yeah. really attracted towards people who are very self-aware yeah. in a way that they're able to make fun of themselves but i also know and I, i'm not going to really name names but people who do this and i'm like you're literally like insulting yourself and it's really uncomfortable to be around so i think like how just like any yeah. comedian like you can deliver things in a way that don't make other people yeah. feel uncomfortable and i think the other it's funny because the people in this episode listening to miranda they weren't uncomfortable and they were entertained by miranda yeah but because carrie knows, knows miranda, the backstory she was like "Ooh, i i'm i know what's behind this and it's a defense absolutely and i think that my personal comedy routine now if i if I was going to take your question is I think me not knowing where I'm living in life right now, slash what I'm doing, slash what I want in life is my Mm -hmm. comedy routine. And that's why I'm like, (laughs) that's why I'm like kind of afraid to like see people right now. (laughs) Like that. I You got to do the spiel. Yeah. You know, it's the spiel. It's the cocktail cassette, the, yeah, I don't know. Like, and it's like, I want to like, put my best foot forward and just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, but I'm excited because I am on many levels excited, but I also know it's summertime and everyone is getting married or everyone's like, you know, presenting their newly birthed child to the, you know, the world and, and social gatherings. And like, I literally am just, you know, 
I ate like t- I dipped crackers into like tuna salad that I made like five days ago. And like, that's what I did today. Like I had like a pretty boring, like you're the first person I've talked to all day. Damn. Like, like, but Gilly, you know what it comes down to all of these stories, all of these sore spots are all people and us not feeling good enough. Yes. Not feeling enough. Or like, yeah. not if I were to show up authentically as myself, as yeah. uncertain and as indecisive as someone with currently without what you expect me to have. If I were to show up that way authentically, would I be received okay? And I think it's really easier to use humor and a bit and a routine because then you're kind of like what Miranda says, you're getting ahead of it. And I It's interesting what you said about like, you know, the uncertainty in your life and what comes next, because I really remember feeling that way when I was 22 graduating college Mm. and everybody was in New York and everybody Mm. had a job and I was at Mm -hmm. home for like nine months. Mm -hmm. And then I had to like make fun of myself Mm -hmm. and because I felt really fucking bad about Mm -hmm. myself. I was like, fuck. And it's Mm -hmm. funny that at 22, the milestone was what city are you living in? What job do you have? Yeah. Right. And then when you're like 25, it's something else. And now you're 30. And then I'm like, the thing is like, this never fucking ends, right? Like you're on this cycle of comparison of your peers of like, life milestones when you're 50 it's this when you're 60 it's just like well that's what was kind of like i was i don't know i was having a mild existential crisis because you know at the end of the episode miranda runs into like another friend on the street so how is joe you guys have been married for how many years now wow (laughs) and i bet you're thinking we're the kids right right well it's like i said to joe i mean we could have kids or we could have gorgeous fabric without chocolate stains Miranda realized it's not just about being single. Everyone has a sore spot that needs a little comedy routine. And so Miranda laughed, not because it was particularly funny, but because it was kind. The friend is doing the exact same thing, which is having a comedy routine about how, like, you know, they're they don't want kids because they don't want chocolate stands all over their upholstery. But like, clearly, there's like maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, some fragility there because it seems like maybe she did or they, they're not agreeing or they're scared or whatever. Um, And that made me kind of feel like, oh, fuck, like I need some more Prozac or something because life is long and there's just constantly going to be like milestones that I might not even subscribe to that I need to feel like I'm on trial and defend my life for. You know what I mean? Like, I absolutely. And I mean, like, wasn't this like, what was it when we were 13? What was it when we were 18? It was what college you got into, what you were doing next. And like, we are, you know, one of my favorite quotes is comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so easy to say and really hard to live by. But I really do believe that, you know, we at this point, we're all on different paths and making different decisions. But it's really fucking hard when when you have conversations with people and you you want to show up as your best. And it's really hard to say, like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what's coming next. Yeah. And don't fucking pressure me about it. But yeah, um, interesting because, well, I actually kind of wanted to shift the conversation because. There is an interesting line where uh, Miranda says society views single people at our age as sad and pathetic. Um, we make them uncomfortable oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't know what to say. Um, 
Or the <sighs> girls were saying that. What are your thoughts on on that? I think we've talked about which I we think we talked about when you were in LA. Yeah, we definitely definitely talked about it. And I know I'm in like a I even though I obviously I, I've been with Dakota for you know how long now. There's still a part of me that like really identifies with like being single. And like but yeah, I, you know we only did because it like that. We did it, and there was and I think being single in your 20s in New mm-hmm. York is a kind of like a like a poor form of bonding with people. Yeah. Anyway, it's right I, I passage. We've talked about this a lot when. We look at women our age now who are 32, 33, 35, and a lot of people want to know, like, are they dating somebody? Who mm-hmm. are they with? Oh, why not? Why aren't they with somebody? What's mm-hmm. going on? And it it's not even like a conscious thing that people do. Like we subconsciously look at people and, and look that they're lacking if they don't have a partner. That they're incomplete. Particularly yeah. women, that they're incomplete. And and I'm so guilty of this too. And I really try and be fucking mindful about it to Me not too. Yeah. Like, hound people about I don't like it's great if you're with somebody like, are you happy in other areas, though? Because it feels like once people get in a relationship, they get a pass on other aspects of their life. They don't have to have like their shit together at work. They don't have to have their shit yeah. together, you know, in other aspects. Because it's like, oh, you 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 got somebody who we, we can stop worrying about you. And it really like it it, it is rooted in a very sexist, patriarchal it notion is. of women being complete when they are finally with a man or oh, absolutely. now a committed relationship. When I was in a relationship for four years versus when I was single, like I just felt like people like respected me more. I was doing great at many like different kind of milestones of my life that were arguably bigger. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like, I don't know. I identified with that moment and I am like newly single. So I think it also kind of struck a chord with me, which is, yeah, I am kind of like personally nervous to when I go back to the East Coast and I see more friends like to kind of, you know, give people my update. And um, I, 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 I know, Gil, I and if yeah, and it's like, well, it, it transitions me to my second thing about this episode that is iconic, which is. The famous Charlotte line. I don't even know if I believe in soulmates. Don't laugh at me, but maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And then we could let men be just these great, nice guys to have fun with. Well, that sounds like the plan. And I actually started to tear up, um, which I never do watching this show. But I was like starting to cry a little bit. Um, But she said, maybe we can be each other's soulmates and maybe we can make men these like great guys to have fun with. And I like really started tearing up because, um, you know, I'm like back into the trenches of being single and it hasn't it's been a little bit of a bumpy road. And also like it's also been like kind of like a boring, uneventful road. and. It's, um, you know, I, it's kind of been a shock to my system of like, oh, damn, I'm back in the saddle again. It's fucking savage out here. And I do really like Charlotte's saying because like, well, Sarah, when you came and visited, like I planned for months, literally, and we had the best time ever. And like that holds so much more like value yeah. and like history and like future memories and like 
than having a man a man meet you like barely halfway you know I, I know. And it and it becomes like, let, let's say if you were to like talk to people be like, oh, well, Sarah came to L.A. We had this like amazing time. It's almost like that doesn't have enough as much value to be like, oh, I went on two dates with this guy. It's great. You know, like almost like dating now and being with someone has more value than the relationships that we've been building for like a decade. Right. Like like and it becomes like I totally get what Charlotte was saying and really believe that that I don't think all just romantic, intimate relationships have to be the be end all be all for you. Like you can fill your cup up of with like love and joy from friends and from things outside of like sexual relationships or like dating. And but we're sold this like very fucked up patriarchal fairy tale yeah. that like you are complete when you find somebody else like you are not enough or You're not enough. Because- yeah. And as a man, I mean, generally speaking, it's like, you know, like he's a bachelor or he's like figuring out his career or, or like da 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 da. He I mean, just I- hasn't found the one yet. Yeah. Or he's taking his time, you know, and like. I um Yeah, I, I've found that I, you know, it's I wouldn't even say it's like we're sad and pathetic, quote unquote. I would say that um, like just the way that people talk about single people or is like as if they need to do tons of self-improvement and then they'll be able to find yes. someone. Oh my gosh. That is so it. Grace and I were talking about this the other day and how she's like, you know, how many people, you know, she's recently started dating somebody super happy in that relationship. And she's like, she's like, but for a long time, she's like, I thought like, is there something wrong with me? Because everyone was telling me that like, you need to do this, 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 and this. And she's like, but nothing is wrong with me. She's like, I like me. Like, I like me. I'm okay. And like, and then it's really frustrating probably when people are like, you know, oh, have you tried this? Have you done this? Yeah. You know, yeah. oh my God, go on this, go on the app. You know, I'm, oh God. And I, I'm, I know I'm definitely guilty of it. I really try not to give people dating advice because what do I know? Yeah. Truly. But I was set I, up on I, a date, you know? I think, I think that people who like, I mean, this, these sweeping generalizations, but I think people in relationships think like, feel like, I think it's hard for a lot of people to self be, be like introspective, Right. I don't think it's easy. I think there's some people who don't flat out fucking do it at all. And um, I think that it's really it's a little bit like easier to be like, oh, they need to figure out their shit. Mm -hmm. And find someone who needs to figure out their shit more than you do, because it kind of like gives you like a place in the hierarchy of like working on yourself and it's well, someone else is worse, you know? Um, I'm going to say something that's like not nice right now. <laughs> Do we, it. We're, we're, we're on the cusp of like the first couple divorces, I think in the next year or two, You'll see all those happy people at 24 or 25 who got married. I really do think that that will come soon. And then honestly, I was like, welcome, you know, welcome to being single at 33 as a divorcee. You know, like, I think that's really hard. And I think like 
There were people who, you know, got married super young and everyone was like, well, they did it. You know, like it was some grand accomplishment. And I just like, I just don't think Dakota's in here now listening to me. I don't think that like necessarily like getting married is like the biggest accomplishment you can have or like meeting somebody is. I just don't. And, and I, and, or just like getting into a relationship, everyone needs to give you a goddamn gold star. I just don't think that's the case at all. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot and and like, yes, I loved getting engaged. That was really special. Yeah. But I won like the big apple teaching award and people were excited about me getting engaged. And I was like, you don't understand. This is like the Academy Awards of teachers in New York City. This was such a big deal. I know it happened during COVID. I didn't really brag about it like that much. People were so excited when I got engaged. I think people were excited for the award, but Grace and Claire were talking about this and they're, they're huge people of celebrating like accomplishments outside of relationships. I love celebrating milestones where it's like, I love, I I love that you had a baby. I love that you got married, but like, I know there's so much more to you without the like, hoopla of like dating and relationships like and and I'm also not putting those things down too because those are important I have loved seeing my friends like fall in love and be in healthy relationships like that also I look at like my my sister right yeah like I saw her date a bunch of assholes and then for her to be with my brother-in-law it's like that is a great thing like yeah that should be celebrated yeah but it's not everything yeah you know and and the fact is in this episode with you know Carrie sitting alone at the birthday dinner, she did have that moment of reflection. Like, well, if I did have a boyfriend, he'd be here with me right now. And I, and I am alone and I do have my friends and it's all this is easier said than done. Um, well, I think it's, I I don't know. Let's, let's hop into that tangent. Let's hop into that, uh, Carrie birthday scene. By the time I got home, I had fallen into an emotional hole so deep. Only a fireman without a collarbone could rescue me. Trapped at work. I'll be 10 minutes late. The reservation line is busy. I'll see you soon. Carrie, I'm in traffic. They're paving Fifth Avenue. No one can get through. Don't wait for me. Happy birthday. I'm stuck in fucking traffic. I don't know how to spell Il Cantonori for the idiot at 411. Get a cell phone. One. Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> one, karma's a bitch. Two, I will say I've, I... I found it very like relatable, the stress of like people not being there for your birthday and like feeling like, I mean, I don't know if that's happened to me personally, but just like, yeah, it, it might feel shitty. I felt bad that everyone was so late to the restaurant. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's Um, pretty bad. But I did find something really interesting about the episode that I've never noticed until now. Tell me. Which is, it was um, kind of horrifying behavior. <laughs> and I definitely think it warrants a carry tracker. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. What is it? <laughs> Carrie at 12.01. Okay, just, okay. <gasps> let, oh, let me, let, yes. Let me paint this in a different way. Sarah, Okay. No, no, Gilly, I know where you're going with this. Let's go. Sarah, imagine you're single again and you um, there's a guy that you really like who um, has basically been a fuck boy to you and isn't actually 
interested in you. Uh, I already know this person. <laughs> <laughs> and you also, side note, like, made, like, his wife, like, get serious <laughs> dental surgery. <laughs> Oral surgery. <laughs> like, that's ruined just... Ruined their marriage. Ruined their marriage and teeth. And lunch. <laughs> and... And lunch. And... It's 12.01 on January 11th, 10th, right? January 10th is your birthday? January 10th. January January 11th, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. January 11th. No, you're, you're so good at birthdays. I do not care. You can get it wrong. You always get the nicest gifts. Okay, so 12.01, January 11th, and you decide to literally punch in the number on the cordless fucking phone and leave a voicemail on someone's phone when they're not even in the country to just let them know it's your birthday? Gilly, it's midnight here in NYC. I'm officially old. Like, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. I I had never, (laughs) I had not noticed this um, plot point before. This is the ultimate Carrie tracker. I think people (laughs) not showing up to her birthday is like payback for this voicemail she left big. Um, Now, tell me what you what you think I thought about when I'm hearing this voicemail about like, it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Scott. Leaving hey, a voicemail hey, for Jan. Hey, J- hey, Jan, just calling to say happy birthday. Oh, I thought we had the same. It was along the same lines as that. <laughs> I thought where we it's had like, the same birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> no, it was the equivalent of like you, like, you know, he's like, oh, someone brought in donuts for my birthday. <laughs> she she pulled a Michael Scott where she called <laughs> big to tell him it's her birthday. And she waited to 1201. Like she Clearly, I've been sitting Actually, there at like probably eleven forty-five. We like, were too generous. Was it wasn't twelve oh one. It was twelve <laughs> at eleven fifty-nine. We watched the number change. Like, why would you call this man? Why would you call this man up? And can you imagine? Okay, just imagine like if Natasha like caught wind of that. I'd be like, this, what? I know Carrie's she's never going to crawl back from that. She broke up my marriage. She like came to my lunch and let me know she was deeply sorry. And now she's calling my ex-husband at 12 o'clock on her birthday and he's out of the country. Like what? Who does that? Yeah, it was. um, I don't think I've ever called anybody you know what? My twin brother. You know why? Because we share a birthday. And that's why I would call him at 12 o'clock. But I'm not calling anybody to say it's my birthday. And then meanwhile, at the end of the episode, Carrie's on her way home. You know, the girls ended up getting like a midnight diner meal or something. And fucking Big shows up like he's the creepy clown from It, like releasing red balloons (laughs) at the window. It's like this is so creepy. (laughs) Pennywise. Pennywise. And he had a Pennywise smile. Happy birthday, kid. Like... She's like, oh, like... Wait, what's that line? Do you like to play games? (laughs) Dakota, what's that Pennywise line? (laughs) 
Oh, well, what's the penalized <laughs> line? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, you're right. Big Pennywise carry. And it was incredible. And I, um, God, and, and you know what was sad? Losers. How, how, like, how satisfied she was, with though. She's oh, like, yes. no, I know. Yes, the voicemail worked. <laughs> yeah. Game. And I love how she's like, you got me balloons. He's like, no, my driver did. And he just like, like he has no shame. No shame. He's like, I don't give a shit about you at all. I, I won't even get out of the car for you. I know, I know. I, I know, like, oh, Raul actually got the balloons because I just sat on my dick the whole time. Yeah, right? I, I just looked at Pennywise lines, and the Pennywise line is, I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'm every nightmare you've ever had, which couldn't be more fitting for Big. Yeah, I will definitely somehow create a meme out of that. Can you that somehow scene. incorporate Miranda's red hair into the Pennywise clown? We, we could try and make this work. It's a crossover <laughs> that's been waiting to happen. Um, So I'm trying to think anything. there. Okay, so there's a bunch of this episode. Actually, um, a there's a ton of ancient scrolls. There are ancient scrolls. I would like to quickly just power through Samantha's plot point. I don't even think it's worth talking about. She just masturbates to a priest. He is a priest. He is a hot priest. Look at his robe. It's so Robin and his merry man. Está bien, gracias. Oh, you tell him fry or fuck. But we got it. I think we got to talk about pre-ejaculation with Charlotte. (sighs) Hanky. One word. That can I get you a hanky? The tray is all over the place. First, Trey cannot get Schooner up into Rebecca. He cannot get any wind in his sails. And then when he does get hard and has sex, tries to have sex with his wife, he comes within within five seconds on her outfit. Dakota's giving me a thumbs up. Um, It's Trey. How does Trey look at himself in the mirror? I don't know. (laughs) Trey's manhood is. It's threatened. It's sad because Charlotte's like, you only want me when you like can't have me, which is, oh, I hate that. And he's like, yes, yes. I hate that like combination of like once. I don't know. It's it's very similar to the Madonna whore complex. But um, uh, I was going to ask about any pre-ejaculation experiences you've had. (laughs) Now's not the time, I'm guessing. No, Dakota's right here. But um, (laughs) I not him, but. (laughs) <laughs> definitely actually I'll, I'll i'll tell a story i'll tell a story so and it's not like necessarily a funny one but it is kind of like a sad one so oh it was actually the the second time that i ever had sex oh. i was in high school oh. and the, he, the um the guy uh ejaculated very quickly okay and i didn't care to be honest, it's not like I was really enjoying myself, you know, like I was I was there more as a let's check this off a box kind of a situation. This was not out of love or, or pleasure. passion. This was Intense sheer pleasure. youthful curiosity, you know, and so I didn't care that it was short. I actually probably appreciated it. But his thought he said he's like, seriously, don't tell anyone, please. And I, and I know that's like me, mean kind of making fun of him but i realized like whoa guys were so self-conscious about it that like 
so self-conscious. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I have another story and you know what story I'm talking about. No, I don't. And I'm actually, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share it. I can't no, it. you can't, you can't I'm do this so, to us. I'm so worried this person listens. I'm so worried he listens. Well, okay. I'll cut it out if, just say it and I can cut it out later. Okay. So <laughs> I slept, I slept with his, this one guy. This was so mean. I remember I told Jason what I said and, and he, Jason's face was just like this. <laughs> Ooh, and Jason like doesn't judge, you know. Jason doesn't judge. <laughs> oh, Basically, no. I, I I slept with someone, and it was somebody who like I had been kind of looking forward to sleeping with. It was like kind of exciting to kind of get to this because it had not been great before. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, he we yeah we had sex, and I think it was after maybe a minute, and I was really disappointed. I was really dissatisfied. <laughs> and I said to him, like, do you always come this quickly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've and mentioned I, this before. And I podcast. definitely I'm somebody like I will put my foot in my mouth at times. And, I, and I'm like, fuck, that's not what I meant to say. Like a lot of times I'm like, that's not what I meant. Like that is but exactly I think what, I, what you meant, though. <laughs> it was exactly what I meant. <laughs> I need to know now if we're going to have a problem. Um, never hooked up with him again after that. I feel like I was kind of a bitch, and I don't think that was cool of me. I feel like there's been some times when I probably haven't been that kind. Like, I don't know. Now I feel it like happens. I was not that kind. I, I just know. I wish. I feel like if there's a George Saunders quote, and he says, the things I regret are failures of kindness. And I don't think I was kind to this person. And I wish that I had been, you know, I'm so I'm sorry, buddy, but it was too fast for me. It was like a minute. <laughs> See, but that's not pre ejaculation from what I understand. Oh my God. I'm answering <laughs> all the wrong questions this entire time. You're right. Oh no. I've never had that situation. I had it once and it was the most flattering experience of my whole life. I can see that. I can see that. It was like, gosh, I feel like I'm getting into a lot of detail. It was like the the a very attractive gentleman, you know, a little bit older than me. I know had, what you're talking about. Had gone down on me and immediate, like while it was happening. Yeah. What? <laughs> Guilford. Yeah. And then okay, he, he was like, whoa, he's like, oh, my God, that hasn't happened since I was like in high school. And he was so embarrassed and then was like immediately was like, all right, let's go to bed. Good night. And then it was like, oh, we could uh, oh. want a hanky. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so pretty much in this scene in Sex and the City, Charlotte goes over and then Trey obviously like ejaculates onto her. And my God, was that quote funny what did he say wait first off what did the guy say to you after anything just so the apology it was just like oh my gosh i have like kind of making fun of himself like that hasn't happened since i was in high school and then he was like let me get a tissue and then i think like he did his cocktail cassette (laughs) (laughs) he's like it's a sore spot and i have a comedy routine (laughs) okay um so trey trey is so funny because He's like, he like does it. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Charlotte. May, may I get you a hanky? And then when she's leaving, he's like, send me the dry cleaning bill. And then Carrie's voiceover is like, he may have something, but he never forgot to like be like, no, like polite or something. But no, the best line of that whole thing you skipped over is when Charlotte goes. I know. I know what you had to say. It's the tray. It's too late for a hanky. 
Oh, wait, no, 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 that's not the line I was thinking of. But great line from Charlotte. The line that I'm thinking of is her face. Trey, you have a boner. (laughs) So good. I just love it. Charlotte is so amazing. Speaking of funny lines, one of my favorite lines is actually, like, it's not even a Samantha Zinger. It's just when Samantha's talking about in her fantasy with the priest he lays me down in the street and he enters me. <laughs> I think prior to that, he had taken all the food donations out of her hand and thrown them <laughs> yeah. um, on, on the dirty ground. All right. So I have three ancient, ancient scrolls. scrolls. Shoot. Do you want me to give them to you? Get okay. it. Get First there. one is the advertisement Carrie gets in the mail for a really oh, dating service. so good, yeah. Like, legitimately a paper scroll. No one would get that anymore. Um, That's actually just my... hilarious. Miranda sarcasm. It feels good to be sarcastic. Where it's like, dear single. Single? You don't even deserve a name? I'm single. I don't deserve one. And then my <laughs> Samantha Zinger is, that's the postal equivalent of a drive-by shooting. <laughs> Wait, I totally missed that interaction, and that's such a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the postal equivalent <laughs> so... of a drive punch. Yeah. Okay, that's a great line. Yeah, that's a I great totally line. Missed that. Um, my second ancient scroll, of course, is just something that just didn't age well, and it's um, Samantha says, "I'm in public relations, and I was thinking maybe I could help put a benefit together." Something classy, respectful. I can guarantee Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. So good. Like, they, like Samantha <laughs> yeah, loves so Donald, Donald Trump. It um, ages okay. very well. And then my last agent scroll is a shout out to my grandmother who says this all the time. Mm-hmm. And Samantha said to Charlotte, get that judgmental puss off. Like, puss off your face. <laughs> and like, so now when I first heard my grandmother say, like, why do you have that puss on? I was like, did you just say puss? <laughs> Pussy? But it's an expression, like a like a like a facial expression. Yeah. And my grandmother glow glow says it. But I think uh, would you ever say that, Gilly, to somebody? Uh, no. sour puss is what I would say. Oh yeah. I don't even know if I'd say that anymore. <laughs> that's you're dating yourself. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's, that's like saying cool beans. Like you're a loser. <laughs> don't say it. Just anyway those are my three ancient scrolls those are my three ancient scrolls oh i Um, love that okay i have a question for you yes real quick okay um russell crowe or george clooney say it again russell crowe russell crowe or george clooney the girls debate this no they don't don't george george clooney all right i'm gonna put that on the instagram we'll get a little little vote going to see good Uh, idea no thanks um, all right. Oh, should I just drop my phone? Uh, fashion callouts. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Miranda looked great in that opening scene with that fur stole she did. or whatever like thing. Her tan leather coat, her hair. Loved it. I loved her dress at the party too. I hated Carrie's outfit. She looked like she like rode a, you know, a horse and carriage in that. It was like Weird. slutty Mary Poppin magician. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Capes are hard to pull off without looking costume. the white gloves. Yeah, um, I did really like the famous long sleeve red crop top with the pleated skirt crop top and the black velvet braided headband look. Cla- very good look. Um, 
the girls, when they're out at a dinner, when Samantha's talking about masturbating for two hours, Charlotte has this like beautiful fuchsia dress. Yeah. Um, I'm not someone I don't really. Well, you saw me in L.A. I don't wear a lot of color, but um, yeah. I always like when the girls do. It looks nice. Um, Manolo's. And then Manolo Blahniks. How many? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I am giving it 3.5. I gave it a 3.75. Yeah, it's not a four, not a four. It's not a two. It's not great. Season four gets very interesting, though. We have a lot of plot development in season mm-hmm. four. Um, and yeah, so I'm super excited to to be in this season. Yeah, me too. And I'm trying to think what we have. Um, season four. Give me a second. Episode two. I should have had this ready, but I didn't. Let me see. It is the real me, an iconic one where Carrie walks the runway. Great episode. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, again, welcome to season four, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe with positivity. And um, follow us on Instagram at the Miranda's Pod or reach out to us if you have a random question or random thought. At the Miranda's pod at gmail.com. Or maybe maybe we'll get a little letter to the editor, things you disagree with. It's funny, my sister yes. always messages messages me. Catherine's like always behind in the episodes. Yeah. So she'll listen and message me these like great comments. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish you would we wish we could have like a We would love a like rebuttal. We we know we truly like different opinions. Um I don't. I'm someone I'm very agreeable, but Gilly does. So just Yeah, no, I want to hear what everyone's thinking. You know, everyone's had their own experiences. So like, yeah. That's let true. us know. Yeah. Um all right, well we will All right, s- we'll see you next week. All right, bye little comedians. Bye our little cool beans. <laughs>